All right, Gar, what have you got cooked up for me this time? Some sort of Pepe Sylvia newspaper gallery, some sort of interconnected plan, some sort of new stage play, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I just came to sit down and talk about Takasatsu shows. What, 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 you want me to throw a stick every time I come on here now? Like a dog? What, am I your dog? Fetch the stick! <laughs> what? Like, you would throw a stick for a dog to fetch. The dog doesn't throw the stick. But instead, it's shtick, as in the routine. Well, then, what if I could teach my dog to cue the roll call? We are live! Connect. Loading. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster Superichi! Loud and Impulsive! Craycaster! Late! Illuminating the Tokuverse! Goldcaster Garza! A Spark of Courage! The Power of Dreams! Orangecaster Globusoft Perka! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 347. Episode Anorith. Fuck yeah, I like Anorith. What's an Anorith? I don't know. What's what's Anorith with you? That was awful. That was great. I'm not gonna lie. Got him. There are two types of people. All right. So if you are checking us out for the first time, thank you for tuning in. We are a bunch of fossils who get together every week to talk about Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, and a third thing. Who are you calling a fossil? I just turned 33 this week. You did? Happy birthday, you blubble bastard. <laughs> Wait, did you say a lovable bastard or blubbable bastard? I said lovable it's, bastard. It's the same thing. <laughs> also, also CO2, um, no. Uh, Dracovish is the best fossil Pokemon ever. It's like a... It's Mr. suffering. It's, it's so Mr. cute. It's Mr. Fish. Well, don't say it like that. What? He can't breathe under... He I was like, he shouldn't be water. alive. <laughs> Why does that not look like a Pokemon? Because it was technically Kit Bash from two different Pokemon that don't, like, neither of whom exist. Yeah, because there's supposed to be like four fossil Pokemon, but then they, they're missing one of them, so then they had to mix the other three. Was this just something that actually happened with British fossils? Technically, it's like they have one half of like four different Pokemon, they have the front half of two of them and the back half of the other two. But they don't have any complete one of any of the four. So the fossils get put together in a way that you kit bash one front half with one back half. So there's four different combinations, neither of which are a complete actual Pokemon. And all of them are fucking monstrosities and atrocities against nature. This one shouldn't be able to breathe, but somehow it's fucking powerful. I also saw something this week that blew my mind. Someone losing a Nuzlocke in the first battle. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
They all not all the Pokemon got fainted. No, no, you mean, no. You mean, you mean Alparad's run? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bulbas, yeah. He went with Bulbasaur. Rival got Charmander. Literally, first battle, dead. And this is the story of my second Nuzlocke. <laughs> Funko Pop two. Yeah. No Funko Pop question mark. Yeah. It got funkier. All right. Anyways, this week on Cast Ranger, we're talking about Kamen Rider Saber episode forty, Zenkaiser episode sixteen. And it's about time for the real-time movie. The Zero-One movie. Real X-Time movie. Yeah. Well, you don't pronounce the X. It's like Hunter Hunter. Yes, which uh, one of our fans, Conrader Impact, will be joining us for that discussion. So, But first, let's get into Saber! Starts with Flying Castle. I, let me immediately call out the the grave sin that this episode committed this is the first time since his whole emo bullshit that we see kento fight as common rider espada and they undercut his henshin they don't they focus it on it actually that's where you want that whole like um sorry sorry no no you first they do the whole like weird thing where they have i know that this is later but where they Instead of having the three of them transform together and fight, they have them grant their power to the main character to represent their bond instead of actually letting them do anything. No, no, they they do henshin and fight. They get yeah, they, mind taken over for a while. I yeah, that's true. I'm talking about that part. But, but when the the three of them henshin together, instead of letting Kento have a moment to become Espada again in a more ceremonious way, because you know, and like, I'm pissed. Because you know. Last, when was the last time he turned to his father? Episode 12. Right? So you think they would try to hype up this moment of Kento's finally back as his father? It's been 28 episodes! Nope. You didn't think this should be a bigger deal? Nope. Who the fuck directed this? No, uh, you know what? You know what, though? You know what, kind of like, I was thinking about after I watched this episode? He, like, he hands like Yuri Kuriyami. He's just like, he's like, this is like my father's like legacy or whatever, like that. Hold on to it. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, I kind of just want Kento to be fucking caliber for the rest of the series, just to like honor his dad. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. Yeah, now I guess there just isn't caliber anymore. No, I mean, um, I mean, they're finally doing the thing with the sword that they should have done, just not use it. Yeah. Uh, he didn't the, sword, the sword still exists, so I guess there could still be a caliber at some point in history. But <laughs> what if we start the campaign to have maybe caliber? <laughs> oh god! I thought for a moment you said maybe caliber, like maybe oh. caliber, rather than Wait. maybe. Caliber. Everyone wanted May to be a spada. Let's have her be caliber now. Let's let her have the nightmare visions. Holy oh god, she couldn't. She she died from the shock of those. Fucking probably. But yeah, no. You're, so Yuri able to take it better than anyone else because of her optimism. Yeah. All right. So apologies for cutting ahead. The episode opens with something we also also something we also haven't heard in a long time. Bon lecture. That's stupid. Yep. <laughs> we missed that. that I, I did. I did. I kind of did. I do not miss it because it's trying to be like, it's trying to pretend that the last 13 or so episodes didn't happen. 
We're trying to go back to the norm. You know, we have Kento as Espada again. We have all the writers teaming up together. It's like if nothing happened in the last entire middle chunk of the show. It's them trying to get some sense of normalcy back while fighting a new villain. But it shouldn't be. It sh- like, Bone Lecture needs to die. You just can't... <laughs> You just can't be that high wow. school friend that shows up a few years after college at, and pretend that everything's still hunky-dory. Wow. But they're all like, dude, we've all moved on by now. Stop. That's like a weirdly specific uh, comparison. I One lecture needs to die was not the hot I... take I was expecting to hear tonight. I just... Also... No. This guy is... Also... I I can't remember if I made a joke about it before when we were talking about what the fuck Luna is, but I think I did make a joke where I was like, Luna, Luna is Wonder World herself. <laughs> so, and, uh, she is. She's the physical manifestation of Underworld. I love how, All right. I, I love how underplayed that is in this episode. Yeah, Tess was like, you're the physical manifestation of Wonder World. Yeah. What I didn't get, what what really surprised me was like, Luna was apparently unaware that she had any sort of significance. She was unaware that her choosing Toma would have all these circumstances. What what was new was, or sort of new, maybe maybe not entirely, but Tassel goes into detail about how because Toma is the one chosen by her, he will he will gain all these powers. We knew that part, but I don't think they were very clear on the fact that. Toma will be basically trapped in Wonderworld. Because when they said he was going to disappear, we all assumed he just meant he was going to... die, yeah. But no, apparently this just means he's going to be forced to exist only in Wonderworld. But, but I just... It's not as bad. Yeah, but I just hate how so underplayed that is in this episode. It's like you think something like that would be like a big oh shit moment. I feel like we're going to get in the next episode or so... Tassel talks about all this to the other characters, and that's when it'll be a bigger deal. That's the next episode just, when it's, when he finally explains I, I, what the hell's going on. Yeah, I just I found it really sweet though that like Luna was just like, I mean, I want to be with Toma, but I also don't want his friends to be sad either. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I don't, <laughs> I don't want his friends any, to be sad. She had any idea of what she was say- doing when she quote unquote chose him? Like I think that I don't even think she did it on purpose. Yeah, that's that's that was new information. Even though she like, very I, in in one scene in the flashback, she very clearly says, "All right, Toma, I choose you. You're my Pokemon now." But like, <laughs> get in like, the book. Just a girl, like, how could she understand the consequences of that? No, but like, if she didn't know what the significance behind choosing someone was gonna be why would she say something so specific like that i'm wondering if why? it's to get it across to the audience <laughs> it's just like it's why just... why would she need to choose someone if she didn't know that there were you know circumstances behind choosing someone i have to explain this before i like make the joke so has anyone ever seen those like red link videos where it's like like the last thing you words before you famous last words videos oh, oh, oh final last words yeah yeah just just Tassel. Hey everyone, I'm Tassel. Nice to meet you. Here's Wonderworld. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like no one the Galaxy. Here's Wonderworld. Here's Wonderworld. Ah, <laughs> uh, 
This gas leak You're my wonder world. This gas leak smells awful. I'll light a match. Wow. Here's How Wonder World. Have we gone through this entire season and no one's made a anyway? Here's Wonder World. Joke. I think I'm pretty sure we have at some point. Someone but... make it on an episode I wasn't on. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Maybe Here's I don't Wonder know. World. But anyways. I just love, I love how at the start of the episode, Isaac's going on about his fucking plan, and Storage is all, ah, yeah, Saber's new power-up, right? And he's like, did, shut your book hole. Did I give you permission to speak? Which, uh, like, I did I stutter? Like, I just see the two of them bickering. All I'm focusing on is, fucking serious, we couldn't have went to the actual location for this? It's nothing new with these guys. Yeah, but it's it's awful when you see that they have hair, really long and curly hair. And you can see the edges of the green screen. And you can see the edges of the green screen. I'm like, yeah. for fuck's sakes, guys. Come on. Yeah. This doesn't look good. Especially when you look at Zenkaiger, when the guys are in robot suits and are more clunkier, and their green screen just jumps. Beautiful. I just, I just like that they didn't want to ruin the moment, the awesome epic moment with like Espada, Saber, and uh, Blades like working together. So it's like, well, we still have Slash and uh, and Buster here. What do, what do they do? Oh, uh, we'll just make some sub bullshit plot where Solomon can just control people. Oh. Yeah, that comes the oh. fuck out of nowhere. That is wow. bullshit. appear out of nowhere, like at the end of Cabin in the Woods. Like <laughs> that was shit. That was fucking shit. He just suddenly has the ability to mind control people. Oh, and we're going to have Ryoga fight Rika. that before is the question. If he had that power. One teeny tiny problem with having Ryoga fight Rika. Why should we give a fuck? Why should we care about characters who we don't even know? I kind of agree with that, actually. Ryoga, we really don't know much about, and Reika's done so much shady shit that she has yet to answer for that I don't really care about her either. I, I mean, they were, I they mean were, no. it was literally made just so Slash and Buster had something else to do. Yeah, Seagar, they addressed your complaint. You didn't want everyone just standing around, so they had some shit to do. <laughs> Better timing, guys. Just, fuck. You know what's up saying when no one... I'm calling him Ryoga because I at least have some respect for him. Fuck, Buster over there is even calling him Omi-sama. Because no one apparently wants to call him by his actual damn name. Yeah, I don't even know if they know his name. <laughs> it's a, do you even know who I am? Did you step on my book? Did you rub my lamp? But just, Did you bring me here? Like, okay, here's a better way to fix this. Simple fix. Alright, everyone, let's all go kick Master Logos' ass. Yeah, everyone raises their swords. And they're like, they're running towards his location. <laughs> because Yuri knows where he is. And it's like, Storia shows up, they don't see him, but he summons a bunch of Megiddo, like henchmen to fight. And just like, Kento, Toma, uh, Rintaro, you guys go along, we'll catch up, we'll take care of these guys. Bam! There. I agree. No, you give them something to do. Yeah, no, have them like, fight like copy versions of Zeus and Legio or some bullshit. Or the mooks that we haven't seen since, like, episode three, or the move, the, it's, the it's theatrical like special. Time. Or any of the previously yeah. completed Megiddo that we've seen can be revived X number of times. Or no, disaster. No. Do, 
Do you know what they did in that episode of Build where, like, freaking uh, when Grease Blizzard debuted and he fought, like, copies of, like, his, the, the Samba Grasu or whatever? Yeah. yeah. That would have been interesting. Or, or hell, Kenzon's still missing, guys. Yeah, what the fuck are Kenzon and Disaster doing now? Could probably go look for the child. We gotta go find the YouTuber. Yeah. You gotta go find the writer YouTuber. I like I like that Yuri was like, oh yeah, we know Luna's in Wonder World. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know where she is though in the, in Wonder World. We don't know oh. specifically where. Way to burst a bubble, Yuri. You guys are magical. You can't like detect her energy or some shit. No, because no, they don't know instant transmission except for uh -huh. Yuri. Also, she's technically the physical manifestation of Wonder World, so you know. I will say this. I don't know. Yes, exactly, Emily. Exactly. Oh my god. I don't buy it. It's everywhere and anywhere. I just love that when Solomon is like using his magic to stick his hand into Wonder World, and you see you see like bubbles coming out of the portal and you just see some of the bubbles pop on his helmet. <laughs> oh no, where wherever they were filming? I really like that. The forest? Yeah, the forest was yeah. really nice. The open fields were very nice as mm -hmm. well. I was expecting to see a city behind them. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like no, no doubt, if you go above the hill, there's probably a small little town. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh shit. I also like that when Sabala was fighting Durandal, the reason Buster and Slash come to help her is she sent a smoke signal. You, you tell me you couldn't have just pooped yourself? Well, she's busy fighting him. He told her to run. Just run. She doesn't want to leave her precious Onisama. But he'll he'll just tire himself out. Ever considered that to be an option? I don't want to fight you. Then run. Okay, I'll be back later when you're tired out. Bye. There's that. Yeah. That, that entire just. So it's okay. Me. They they used sheer willpower to stop being controlled. That's bullshit. No, he stopped because uh, all three of them rider kicked God in the face like it's Agito. But it, except this Agito's crap. Yeah. And it's just like I mean, no. Like like just I am your God. No, Agito's good series. Saber. Uh, meh. So far. For holy shit, we're already on episode. I four. will say. Yep. I will say that Saber, like, all three book combination henshin sequence? Holy yes. shit. Yes, alright, let's talk about cool. this. Common Rider. Oh, oh my god. Common I love the sort of galactic sheen that, that Saber gets. Okay, so Common Rider featuring Saber? This. This is what Saber's final form should be. This is and perfect. Also the fact that it's a writing collaboration. That's what it's. This is exactly what Saber's final form needs to be. It's significant. It has an amazing chime. It's it's gloriously extravagant, and it's actually a collaborative effort between him and his friends. It is so yeah. amazing. This is the final form Saber wanted. Saber needed. Saber should have. So it's the thing that happened, Abra Ranger. <laughs> Literally the exact same thing happened in Ranger. Yeah. We have, we have the MacGuffin. Everyone absorb your energy into one person. We can't transform after this for some reason. So only one person can fight for us. Hmm. Why does this... I was like, Abba Ranger did this? Mm -hmm. Abba did it? 
But yeah, and also the chime for featuring Saber? Fucking awesome! Oh my god. I like just how it said, like, Brave Dragon, Lion Senki, and Alangina. I was like, oh. I just loved the bit at the end. Featuring a Saber! Such a cool way to go to the book to go with the book theme. Right? Also, Kento got his revenge. Yeah. For his dad. For his dad. Yeah, because Master Logos was like, ooh, I'm an asshole. Ooh. Well, yeah, because he was like, oh, you you, you caused my, my father to, like, betray everyone he loved and stuff. And he's like, well, your father was a fucking idiot for believing me. I mean, that's true. Well, but you don't have to be a dick about it. Like, just throughout the entire episode with Master Logos, I, I only have two words for him. Two, two simple words that everyone can probably say along. Shut up! <laughs> like, oh my god, that's, just that's shut was... the fuck up! That's we... why I really liked... Oh, <laughs> oh Vegas really posted that's... cross-emotional dragon. That's why I really liked seeing, um, just seeing, like, the book get just, like, fucking burnt to crisp. And yeah. And he's just like, when... he's like, no, no! So yeah, featuring Saber, like, shatters Omniforce, and you just see Isaac go into a fucking existential panic. You get a villain breakdown for the ages, it's sort of like something out of Ace Attorney. Uh, 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 oh, or, or Danganronpa. I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, good point. He, he cried in anger, or was he being a little bitch? Both. Like, oh, it's also he was on fire. Yeah. Oh, I he guess he's on fire. He cried of anger, um, anger, fear, and being on fire. <laughs> just... also, we, got really nice, we got this really nice shot, too, of Story. It's just fucking maniacally laughing, and I was like, cool. Also, you're Mr. Freaking Belt Mechanics. How are you not complaining about how the book is destroyed, but you're still in the writer form? I mean, it, it like wore off, but but it blew up. It should have instantly been gone. I agree, but I care so little about his character that I don't even feel like holding him to that standard. Isaac was an angry, flaming bitch. But this entire episode, oh my god, oh, I don't want to see that green screen. I don't want to see that green screen. Get it off. Uh, Decker, thank you for posting that because I I have I forgot to get the face of the week, so that's the face of the week. Oh yeah, that is. Yep. Also, episode gets another minus ten points because May was there for no reason. Did anyone else oh, think yeah. it was kind of mood killing when, like, he they're about to do the kick and then May comes in and like does a high kick? It was so like mood killing. No. Or, or like she, no. Or, no, she did the three four. Like he did the three form thing. The child yeah. was cool. May. Woo! That's different. Very good. No, I yeah. This. And yeah, they did the three musketeers like, thing, and she just comes she, in with a fucking branch. She's like, "Don't forget me," and I'm like, "Me, you fucking poser!" You, but fuck off. Like, just give her a seiken already, for fuck's sake. I like Gary's just standing there, like next to them with his arms crossed, like, "Yeah, you way to go, guys." I was possessed. Them with their swords, and then her with the branch was just me thinking, me and the rest of the cast. No. Emily, you deserve to be here, unlike May, who literally no, fucking. No, 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 don't say that about May. No, no, me. I'm going to say this about May. Half of her scenes mean nothing. I just. I hate to say this. She's probably a sweet person in real life. I just fucking hate how this show is just like. She's the female protagonist, or she's the female lead. 
She does absolutely nothing except get her ass beaten or just stands around when there's honestly no other purpose for it. She has had, well, I, w I will say she has had some moments, but they've been so few and far between that it's hard to call it significant. Well, like, uh, we, we explained in a few episodes ago that, like, she's, like, the positive reinforcement. So, like, when all of them were, like, were down on their, down the dumps, like, she was the one to kind of, like, put them back, you know, give them strength and stuff. So. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to include her in the, like, the dramatic scenes. Well, it's because when they made the promise, she was like, oh, I'm there, too. So she, she she's just trying to... Every time they talked about that, she shoved herself in forcibly. They never actually agreed to that, I think. You know what I mean? It's like she's just like, guys, can I play, too? Like, like honestly, they could have just made Sophia and May the same actress. And you could That's have gotten this, like, a better result. That's why Kiriko from Bleach is, or from Drive, sorry, is still the best female lead and writer, in my opinion. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this as well. Freaking Ghost, or not Ghost, X-Aid was a good example. Poppy had a human disguise, but she was also a, a, a what's a thing? Bugster. A bugster. You could have done the same thing with May. May could have been Sophia, but, oh, she, she to go out into the real world, she transforms herself into May. Yeah, and, and the whole, like, oh, Sophia has to stay there to maintain the barrier. They could have come up with a way around that. It's like, oh, just the book. Oh, we'll just, we'll just, I flip this switch, and then the barrier will stay up, and I can leave. Like, everything God, could be about was three years ago. Jesus. I don't know how that was three years ago, but it was. There's another, there's my favorite example of a useful female lead. Misora from Build. She had so much to do. Yeah, because she actually contributed. I'm sorry to bring up Ghost again, but I actually think Akari was awesome. So she was important. She was there. She was she had her moments. Ghostbuster of the group. She had her. She had more moments than May has. Yeah, like May has been all over the place. At one point, she can be very serious and understanding. Other points, she could be fully Looney Tunes esque, like comic relief. I can literally, I can legitimately only think of two instances where she was genuinely useful. The one with the fucking snake Megiddo at the start of the show, and the one with the cat where she became the cat Megiddo and she helped inspire Rintaro. Those are the only two times I can think of. It just, also, keep in mind, she has a professional job. Why is she not going to that job? I mean, she is. We did see that a few to times. Be, to be fair, we don't know how much time goes by in these fucking shows. Yeah, but you can at least address it just, where's May? May's at a real job. You know, the thing that I should actually also be doing, but I'm here helping you guys. And I feel like the end of the world's fucking more important than your job. <laughs> Alright, anyways, so featuring Saber gives uh, Solomon a right proper shit-kicking, and then we see Isaac stumble into some random cave. How does he escape? How's he escape? They literally boot him down. Omni book is destroyed. I guess they just let him crawl away because if they saw that the book was destroyed, they figure, oh, he's not a threat anymore. Bullshit, because we saw him de-transform and be able to possess people. I'm just sad we won't see, like, what color Solomon was supposed to really be because that was, like, what, like, two-thirds of the actual power? The, the power to mind control was clearly something based on the Omniforce power. And then, since the book was destroyed, they figured he was no longer a threat to anyone. But you... So he crawls back into the cave, and then somehow, the book 
reforms itself. That I didn't really feel was justified. And then Storius needs it. And then Storius walks in and pulls a gremlin, exactly as I predicted forever ago, and just Thanos dusts Isaac. Yeah, no, it was so fucking instantaneous of how just quickly he just killed him, and I was like, oh fuck, oh wow. I feel so stupid. And then he walks out of the cave through the mist with a brand new outfit on and a new voice. I feel so stupid. That, yeah. You know what vibes this gave me? Anyone who hasn't finished Mass Effect 3, skip ahead a bit. You know at the end with the catalyst, if you yep. choose to reject the choices and or you shoot the child and he just drops the kid voice and you just hear him go, so be it. That was the energy I got from hearing Storius walk out with his new voice. Maybe maybe that isn't maybe that isn't actually like the original Storius. Maybe that's this is like some thing taking over him. No, I think this is Storius finally living his best life. I think this is who he actually was that he's been uh, keeping hidden all the time. I just feel yeah. I, I honestly just feel so stupid because I spent the last two weeks on this show being like. Well, here's how they could fix like here's how they can fix Master Logos to be a good villain and such. And then Toei went, you don't like him? We don't have to look at him anymore. And, yeah! and just Oh, you know what? No, we're gonna kill him. Storius <laughs> is actually the main bad bad guy bad guy over there. Just I called it! We all called it! We all knew it was gonna happen. They pulled a gremlin again. Yep. Yeah, but, at least, was yeah, but at least with Gremlin, it was literally out of nowhere. It's literally Wizards over here, Wise Man's over here, they're having a fight, they just rider kicked each other, and they're just like, give up, never. Dunna, dunna, dunna. Gremlin literally swoops into the scene, no music's playing, slow motion, cuts Wise Man in half mm -hmm. in the middle of the fight and kills him. Here, it's just, I mean, oh, I'll get my revenge. No, you won't. <laughs> that's kind of because of their personalities. Gremlin was always like a ha-ha-ha-ha-ha stab kind of person. He was always that sort of deceitful, whereas Storius was way more subtle. He was always the more what? schemey type, or he he definitely would be the type to just walk in and go, oh, that's cute, zap. Just I feel zap. I feel like these are both very true to their characters. We still don't know anything about Sorius, though. And now we have the last few episodes to find out. No, that's not how you build up a villain. You don't build up a villain in the last few episodes and just be like, oh, he's actually he's been the main bad guy all along. It's not like we're we know nothing about him going into this. We know that he was a human who found the power of Wonderworld, was seduced by power, and schemed to raise the Megiddo to perfection. Three things, 40 episodes. That's the point of Storius' character. He was trying to be subtle in the background so no one suspects him. The only reason we suspected him is because of Gremlin. Completely different show. We know what the tropes okay. are. Anyone who didn't Honestly, wouldn't have picked up on that. I like I like the final words that Storius says after he kills uh uh Isaac, he's just like yeah, the last final moments of, like, a man who seeked godhood were truly laughable, miserable, and beautiful. <laughs> and, then like, he's, yeah. and then as he comes out, he's like, the story will be spun by me towards a beautiful conclusion. And that makes me think that maybe our previous theory about 
the world being a story might be a little more true than we thought. In that case, I want to return this book and get a refund. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. Maybe not. It's maybe it's not actually true, but maybe that's just Storius's philosophy. He's like one of those villains who like thinks of like perceives the world differently than it actually is. Like, it just Gar it, honestly I, just. I, I, oh. I really feel like if Kyle Ryder Revice is just not good, I feel like that's going to be the final year where you're going to be like, no, I'm done watching Ryder. I don't care anymore. <laughs> No, it just bugs me. Because, you know, Vegas in the chat, it's like, guard, they do that in Ultraman. Shut up already. No. Because at least in Ultraman, it makes a, a bit more sense with the whole franchise. Kamen Rider is more of a story-based show and not an episodic storyline. Okay? I feel like that's subjective changing. But basically, just, it just bugs me that this entire episode felt pointless except for oh bt dubs master logo size this episode served no, you could have built up something more than the last five minutes showcasing Storius kill master logos i mean my biggest problem as i said at the start was the fact that espada's first post arc henshin was violently undercut i, I feel like we could have had this whole thing where like he you know, learns to use the spotter's powers again. Like, oh man, am I really worthy to take up the old sword? You know what I mean? That sort of thing. I mean, hell, Slash mm -hmm. didn't even give it to him. After he's like, oh, let me clean up the blade for you. Yeah. Or let me sharpen the blade for you. Nope, nope, we never get that scene. It just happens off screen. Nope, nope, we gotta have a scene where they fight Ryoga and call him Onisama, even though they don't even know his name. And it makes I no sense. I think that was them making fun of Reika. When 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 Okami said Onisan, that was him just making fun of them. Anyways, we're now in the final stretches of Saver. Will it be good? Will it be bad? We don't know. It will be like Turn the Ready... page and find out. It'll be like Ready Player Two, where in the end it was just okay. And in the end, it didn't even matter. In the end it didn't even matter. <sighs> Change the Senkai. <laughs> I have no problems admitting this episode was fucking great. Oh, it's fantastic. This, I fucking loved every single second of it. This is a perfect example of how you do a Sentai episode. Last week's episode, just with the retro guy, like watching that. Ellie, did you what you think of the monkey song? Oh my god, you should have seen me. I, I, I died. That, apparently, Gary was telling me uh, last week, apparently that was Jackie Chan singing that song. <laughs> so, this episode is about Magnet what World. Or is that fake? What? Monkey? The, uh, Jackie the, Chan? No, the fact that Jackie Chan was singing it. That was Jackie Chan! Oh my god, really? You're looking up <laughs> Jackie Chan, Cunning Monkey. Cunning Monkey. It's a song. It's like Cold Jail Night. Oh my god. Cold Jail Night is still somehow funnier, but I don't know why. Yeah. It's the fact that that's an actual song someone sang at karaoke. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is not the episode that matters. Right so anyways, Magnet World, or rather Jishaku World. That is the, 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 the pronunciation. What's with the Robotnik mustache? No! You know what? This was actually a super clever monster design! They made him a fucking Shogun! They made him a Samurai! They made him Tactimon! 
Yeah, no, this monster was fucking dope looking. The, the, the fucking Kabuto horns were a magnet, and he had a north magnet sword and a south magnet sword. That's fucking genius! What a great, what an effective design! Oh, good job, Kiki. You did good. I like how it actually showed the ma the magnetic field when he attacked sometimes. Yeah. The whole map in the background. So, okay, I need to address this because this kind of kind of bothers me a little bit. So, we're to believe apparently that Stacy's mother is supposedly Kaido's grandmother. No, guys. Well, I think it's just it's that she reminds her. Yes. May, okay. may, my theory is that Yachan reminds Stacy of his mom because it's Kaito's mom and, no, and she's I, I her already, daughter. I already told you, his grandmother is, you know, his dad is the son to the grandmother. Yeah. she. I've gone cross-eyed. What? Kaito's parents. Uh-huh. His grandma. Uh-huh. It's his dad's mom. Uh... Is it? Yes, because she's acknowledged. I'm never going to see my son again. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Because <laughs> if it was, if that is, that would make Stacy Kaito's uncle. And I'm like, I'm not ready to call him Uncle Stacy. <laughs> so then it's just the fact that she's very warm and motherly that reminds Stacy of his own mom? Yes. I guess. Because, like, okay, I, 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 I agree with that, but, like, they just, they showed, like, a kind of silhouetted image of, like, Stacy's mom and then just showed Kaido's grandma in the background, I'm like, wait, what? Not the, not the same actress, nor is it Kaito, nor is it Kaito's mom. No, I know, but it's, like, younger version, so I don't know. Anyways, unless I, they, that's probably unless they, true. Maybe they'll pull some, like, twist shit where Yachan actually is Stacy's mom, but then, like, they erased her memory or some shit. She's got it going on. Oh, God. A... So, Sorry, yeah, this funny. episode is about everyone getting magnetized and... Including shit humans. Yeah, not as much, though. <laughs> I think it was funny when, like, Gaon gets, like, the no the... pets allowed sign on, and he's like, no pets allowed! <laughs> what are you doing? Rune gets a free computer. Oh, yeah, no, freaking Vroom <laughs> just gets, like, I, like... I, I thought of you immediately, Ichi, because, like, he gets, like, the screen on his chest, the keyboard on his wrist, on yep. his arm, and I'm just like, that's exactly what Ichi would do. Yep. Kaito <laughs> gets stuck to Kaito. And at one point, Majine just gets dropped by a fucking vending machine. <laughs> oh, I but guess it's that time. The best, though, is just, like, Gaon and Zuran fucking running, and they see the fucking crocodile sword, like, Crocodile. Going towards them. That was so they... fucking funny, and they had to like but... turn on their retro jets to like try and keep it away sure from it. Doesn't, doesn't but, knock right into them, yeah. What killed me was just like it closes in on towards them, and you just see Zura and just go, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! <laughs> that killed no, me. No, the the, the other my my favorite part was Vroom gets run the fuck over by several vehicles. And then when he's like, oh, leave me and go on, he pulls the fucking Terminator thumb! Yeah, I didn't notice that. Wow! First. Oh, oh, no, okay. You know how I was just complaining about, sh about shitty CGI? Or, or shitty green screen and saber? Uh-huh. Here, here in Zenkaiger, you have perfectly good, like, 
rotoscoping vehicles being like pulled along as they're running. Yep. That was the funniest shit that I've seen in Sentai in a while. Because you just see like you just see the Kikinoids, since apparently with Kikinoids it's a lot stronger because they're robots for the magnet powers. The Vruminator. And, and just <laughs> One by one, they get knocked out. Like, like Majin gets hit with the vending machine. She's like, fuck it, nap time. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, like, it cuts to, like, a, a scene with, uh, with Zox, Zox Satoshi and, uh, Kaito. But then it cuts back to the Kikainoids. You see them run across, like, run across this road, and then you just see a truck just chasing <laughs> after them. I'm like, oh my god. And what are they doing? Bro, don't you turn into a dump truck? Yeah? Don't you feel, I don't know, pathetic when you're being chased by a car? You really, you, you're getting crushed by a fucking semi? Yeah. It's just like, fucking serious? We're <laughs> joking about this? And Are like, we making dick jokes about vehicle class? They freaking parkour over a car that's coming towards and they're like, oh no. It's like, oh my god. I, I also like, I also like as we keep going along in this show, we, we, see more and more true to the fact that the bird's the main villain. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Forget. Absolutely. Oh, forget It's like, I, I've noticed... Good birdie! You fucked up a good birdie! Well, no, no, it's like, wait. What the fuck? It's like, wait a minute, he failed. Why is he getting praised? Because I at least tried, you morons. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be here to clean, put a, clean up, uh, clean up if you guys fuck up again. Hey, uh, I'm gonna send some mutiny. I'm just impressed that even when their changers were magnetized to each other, everybody was able to pull off the fucking engine. Oh, but, yeah. But they still like, can shoot straight. sticking to their changers, yeah. Yep, yep. That was funny. Oh, man. I, I, I wanted so bad for, like, an actual stock sequence engine, but do you just see them all stuck to each other? <laughs> okay, that would be pretty funny. Um, also, and, you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to bring up something, because I noticed something mm-hmm. in this episode. Uh-huh. Okay, you know how we mentioned the big bad uh, Barkarwas? Bokawas. Yeah, Bokawas. Handwalls. Yeah, he's a wall. Handwall. But we don't see him a lot in some scenes when they're in the villain base. There are other rooms. But here's what I'm thinking. Could he possibly transform into something bigger? Fucking probably. Like, what if the wall's just like a resting post for him? I fully expect that he'll, like, transform and become, like, the big ship itself. Yes! I want to see that. I'm like, oh my god. It's like the mothership in Rogue Galaxy. Or or they'll do the opposite, and he'll, like, transform and, like, have a body and come out of the wall. Also, I felt so bad for them when he uh, the, the monster used, like, the fucking infinite towers attack, and he just dropped all these fucking towers on That was intense! Was like, Holy shit! I and, saw that, and I'm like, oh, fuck! And it's like, what, what's the one thing you hear? Gowan. Protect Kaito! <laughs> we can handle this! Protect the squishy! Yeah, protect the squi- Hey, how do you know that's what people call humans and Transformers? <laughs> that's just a gaming term. Protect the squishies! It's just yo ho ho yo ho. Hi Zox. I'm too late, aren't I? Yes. I can't believe how many episodes have gone by and he's still doing those sounds. Yeah, because he's a pirate. Singing that song, doing those sounds. I don't know what's wrong with him. They get back to the shack and they see Stays Toshi. 
I, I still am questioning how the fuck they made it back. Yeah, it's possible that... How do they get out of that pile of the tower rubble? You, you Every gotta, time they shoot it, it just comes back! You, you just gotta pull hard enough. Yeah, it, or what Thunderbreast are said, they ran for it. How? But anyways, they, yeah, like, they meet Satoshi... Okay, Stacy. It's so fucking dumb how the reason the name Satoshi gets co co gets put up is because Yatsude mishears them say Stacy. Stacy? Um, Satoshi? Yes, that's who I am! Yeah, God, so like, Kaido asks, Kaido asks for his help, and so like Stacy goes up to the monster and he's just like, Oh, they found out what your weakness is, you should go take care of them now, so like, that you have to, they'll have to deal with that. And then he's like, Oh my god, you're right! And then just the funniest shit ever, they, like, can't defeat him, and so then Gowan and fucking Suran just are like, well, yeah? Alright, we'll bring the things to you! Ship. Yeah, and it just causes him to immediately just, like, stop them being magnetized. That was, and like, then the ship part. just goes fucking flying! Yes. And the best part is, that's not the only time it does that! Because no. after they defeat him, and they grow giant... They form two Kyoriki and the monster goes, Nope, repel! Boom! Yep. That they can't attach to each other and combine, which makes me wonder, does that mean that their combinations were magnetically driven this whole time? I, I guess we can say yes. There's no magnets um, on the toy. No, there are magnets in the heads of the toys, so yes. There you go. Well, I, 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 what I thought was bullshit was is that Kaido uses the fucking five-man gear and it's like, oh, why is he smart? Oh, he's using five reds, like, physics knowledge. And I was like, no, 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 no. The powers can't have to tie into the ranger form, not the fucking person. The gear gives them the power of physics knowledge. Guys, they're, the... guys, they're teachers. <laughs> but, but they were teachers before they were rangers, Gar, so that doesn't, no, that's not no. included in the power set. No, they use their scientific knowledge to build the power set. That's hilarious oh, and then. stupid at the same time. They're, I don't know He's a high school teacher. Also, I love uh, Juran. He's just like, alright, I breathe fire. Yeah, where did that come from? Did they ever do that before? Episode one. Oh. Remember when he propelled himself with the fire? Yeah, All right. so, they, so they find out he's weak to heat, so like, uh, yeah, so Zox uses like the samurai form, and then uh, Zuran uses like his fire technique, but then he also like sets Gowan's claw on fire, so they can have like triple fire attacks, and I was like, that was smart. That's neat. That's funny. Yeah, and I love that after sending two Kaio flying, he magnetically undoes the Megazord combinations too. So yeah, they uh they un they like magnetically undo the Megazord, and then their response is, "All right, well if we're gonna be repelled from each other, then we'll just surround him and repel Zuran back and forth at him." Uh, like this. That's super clever, actually. They just end up all being like cuddled around him, just. And then like, all right, reverse, and then they. Uh, wait, this is a problem too. And then they all do their hisatsus at once, and you can't hear what any of them are saying. Just the monster's that was like, funny. wait, which one got me? <laughs> oh, yeah, Sechan was stuck to Kaito's stomach. That was hilarious, especially when he, like, bowed to Stacy, and Sechan's like, I can't fucking breathe! <laughs> You're a robot! You don't breathe! Alright. <laughs> do you guys breathe underwater? Oh, sure. Let's breathe. 
Uh, and I like that Gege knows what Stacy did, but he's keeping the secret. I know what you did, Squawk. I know what you did last episode. <laughs> hey, I was watching during the commercial break. I saw what you did, motherfucker. Squawk. I heard what you said. <laughs> Just every sentence ends with squawk. Yeah. Just, well, I'm good, Squawk. But of course, as the episode ends, Yachen figures out what Stacy's deal is, but she's okay with it. Well, no, Yachen doesn't find out that Satoshi's Stacy, but Kaito's just sort of just treat him positively. Mm. Give him ice cream next time he's here. It's on me. You don't pay. Good point, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Just... So next week's episode is about a haunted house and Zeron being invisible. Because Zeron was oh, I love that. Uh, Senki. Uh, they me- they mention he's invisible and then like they show like a group shot. They do like point like a red arrow like he's here. And they've got half the Megazord. That's I can't wait to see that in action. They actually used the toy for that shot. Wow. Wow. If anyone was. Wasn't her birthday, like, a few months ago? That was her half-birthday. <laughs> so we gave her half of things. Here's half of Zenkaio. I was sort of just curious to see what half of Zenkaio would look like. Yeah. Man, I stretched that up for a joke. Yeah. And speaking of stretching things out, we should move on to our last topic. Woo! Alright, so, we talked to... We are talking about the Zero One movie, uh, Real Time. Oh, Impact. Oh, yes, and Impact is joining us for this discussion. Boop. Yes, being the huge Zero One lover that he is. <laughs> He's got Eden as his profile pic right now. It does. Hello, are you there, sir? Oh, cool nerds. What was that? He said, what's up, you wonderful what's nerds? What's up, cool nerds? Oh, cool oh, nerds. You're too oh, kind, sir. You must be talking about someone else. Um so yes, the Zero One Real Time movie. Well, I, I'm just gonna say this right now. I did not expect this movie to be an hour and twenty fucking minutes. It's a movie! The no, proper movie. But lately lately writer movies have been like fucking like 45, 50 minute things, but an hour and twenty minutes? That's yep. though they weren't like the movie. Well, well let- Lane, think of, okay, Lane, think of it this way. Most summer movies that we've been watching are also double billed with, you know, Super Sentai movies that are half an hour long. Yeah. Hmm. Here, you know, due to, you know. Uh, the Crush Card virus. Yes, the, uh, the Crush 40 virus. The Crush 40 virus. Because, <laughs> you know, live and learn from that, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, don't worry, we can all be heroes afterwards. After the city escape, he didn't sing that song. Shit. Uh, yeah. uh, no, he did. That was a lot, like the, one of the last ones he did. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the movie was meant to come out in July of last year. Then it got pushed back. This was meant to be, from what I heard, this is meant to be the finale. Like, this was planned to be the final arc for the show. Uh-huh. But then it got reworked into the movie. So that's why Eden is actually in the last episode, too. Yeah, because that was meant to lead into, like, the final arc. It was meant to be yeah, leading. Because... Hold on, hold on. Because... Hold on, hold on. It was meant to be leading to Eden. 
はい一じゃないぞはい。I, I want to say I think, uh, just a couple of things about the movie overall that I really liked. The movie was called Real Time because it all, almost all happened in quote unquote real time. It was, it opened over the, it happened over the course of an hour. Even at the end of the movie, they were like, this global terrorism incident that lasted about an hour is finally over. So, how's the movie hour and 19 minutes? It, uh, that's why I said mostly in real time. Yeah, because I, okay. tr- no, I tried to time this movie when the timer went off. No. So, not even 10 minutes in, and the timer's already fucked up. Well, let's remember that they took the sword out sometimes, so you can assume there was a bit no, of desync. No, 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 when they cut to Aruto in AI Dream Wonder World over there. Well, that's because he's in a different world, so he's think his brain is operating at a different speed. Yeah, so you have to literally pause that timer. Dragon Ball Z time logic. Or that. They established that when you're in, like, the AI consciousness world, it's at different... Your brain is processing at different speeds. They established okay. this since episode one. I'm gonna get my complaints out of the way just because, like, these are a few things that really bothered me in the movie. First thing... They were fucking super lazy because this, like, fucking thing that's supposed to destroy the world within an hour, it's just a fucking thousand jacker. No, but they explained that because of that one dude who sold, who diverted Zaya technology to them. Okay, but, like, they could have, he could have, like, modified it to be, like, the, the Ian jacker or something. Like, I didn't like that it was just a plain thousand jacker. Like, that's lazy. Second of all, when Eden, like, gets his, like, second form or whatever, and then that other fucking guy takes takes it over, why does he get an entirely different suit? Why isn't it the same suit that the other guy had? I do think it was a bit of a cop-out and kind of a, kind of a not-so-great ending that, like, the final villain of the movie was just this henchman who came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, because, like, no, 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 but not even that. Because, like, Eden's, like, uh, second form or whatever, his henching, it's like this, like, blue AI content like I think it's supposed to be like his fiance or whatever like that like hugging enveloping her itself in that the wasn't his that wasn't a second that wasn't a second form that was the proper Eden Henshin. Oh okay oh okay I, uh, um but then like when the other guy takes the same fucking key he gets an entirely different henching sequence in an entirely different suit but it's the same belt. So like that I agree that, was completely unexplained how he used the Eden shit to become Lucifer. Fucking stupid. Honestly, I am going to say this by that point in the movie like honestly by minute 50 I clocked out. But yeah, as, as Mr. Belt Mechanics, I also agree with you Lane that the whole Lucifer thing coming out of nowhere was kind of stupid. I will say though that fucking starting fight with fucking Zero Two and Eden fighting like in the glow in the dark stuff, that was gorgeous. Loved it. Fucking beautiful. Looked so goddamn good. Like, damn. 
So let's stop talking for just a few minutes and let Impact, our guest, actually say some things. Sorry. Oh. Impact, if you're there. No, no, he's muted. I mean, I didn't mute him. Oh, hold on. Are you there? Hello, hello? I think he says his mic's off. All right. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Alrighty, internet where I'm at. Kind of shitty. So. Oh, okay. There you are. So, would you like to say some things about the movie since we've been talking nonstop? Yes. No. Hello. Uh, he, he says the internet's kind uh, of crappy. Well, I'm kind of bad at like giving my opinions out. Well, you were the you were the one who wanted to be on this discussion. I think he's having some internet problems. <laughs> oh, poor impact. Well, well, Ethan, would you day. like to like give us like because like for most of this movie, I was I was pretty like, confused. Oh, I just think uh, uh Aiden. Hmm? You're, oh, you're cutting out a lot. Oh my god, is my voice coming in late? I think it is. I think you have a delay on your 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 end. <laughs> All right, well, okay, hang on. Time, time out for a second. In fact, is it okay if, like, you just forgo this for, for now just because, like, you're having delays and stuff? And he left the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, if you're listening to the YouTube version, you can just post your thoughts in a comment. Okay, so what were you saying, Lane, that I should say? Uh, okay, so, like, I was confused for most of this fucking movie, and c can you, like, explain, like, okay, like, what's the whole deal? <laughs> okay, so the, the, the overall plot of the movie was that, uh, S, or rather his real name, uh, Rihito Ishiki. Because, <laughs> uh, like, the, the subs I kept watching, it just said, like, his name's Ease. <laughs> yeah, well, it's S, like, E-S. Mm. So apparently what happened was he was he and his fiance were working with nanomachine technology and in order to cure his fiance of a disease that she was undergoing they chose to go the way of using nanomachines to to repair her body but then when daybreak happened you know that this the, the AI rebellion or whatever you want to call it that apparently caused the nanomachines in her body to just go fucking nuts and just basically like disable her body uh so s apparently decided to take her brain put it in a robot and put her into a digi world so that he could preserve her consciousness and then he transferred his own consciousness into a nanomachine body as well and apparently his plan was to take normal people from the real world and digitize their consciousnesses as well in order to populate this digital space that she was now living in so that she would have a paradise to live in. And at the same time, the people who were disciples of Eden, who were members of this cult called ThinkNet, who were all a bunch of MMO gamers who all just really hated the world and wanted to destroy it, his plan was to take these people who are actual scumbags and just straight up murder them while 
using their gas nanomachine bombs to take normal people who are not shitbags and just separate them from their bodies and put them in this digital world just so his wife's digital consciousness would have some people to talk to. Wow. Holy fucking shit. Like, I love cyberpunk isekai, but Jesus Christ, this was convoluted. So it's Ray yeah. Player 2. I haven't read it, so I don't know, but... Basically, creator of the Oasis, turns out he was sort of a fucking jackass in real life, copied the brain of his best friend's wife and kept her AI in the Oasis. And now they have the rod of in, uh, like the Rod of Resurrection, as it was. And now they can upload themselves into this AI world. Okay. Without ever going back to the real... Just, oh. Like I said, this movie started out good. Started out promising. I was also very excited for this movie. But it sort of just shit the bed. I mean, despite how weirdly convoluted the whole story is... I can't say I wasn't interested by it. it like, yeah. the, the whole ThinkNet thing, all these cult members who had, like, nanomachine-made avatars they were controlling who transform into Kamen Rider Abaddon, that was all super interesting, especially that shot where you, like, see them hacking into one of their accounts and you can see they've got fucking, like, accounts and stats and, and abilities. Like... It was yeah. literally a video game they were playing. Because, like, I kept seeing, like, the thing where, like, every time they get, like, defeated, like, they'd, like, log out, and then, like, at one point, like, they, they defeat a bunch of them, and they log out, and then they just log back in. <laughs> yeah, like, like they respawn. They were AI bodies made of nanomachines. Anyways, I'm heading out. Uh, okay. In short, the movie was just okay. I, I just sort of just, I got bored of it really fast. I'm so but sorry. Did, but did you get bored in real time? Yes. <laughs> so much so, it took me two times to actually watch this movie. Zero two times? Yes. <laughs> like, God damn it, E.T. Like, oh, no, no, you know what? One last piece. One last piece. Right? Uh-huh. I didn't like when they brought Izu back from the dead in the final episode. And this movie shows why it didn't work. They could have had Aruto reflect with S, whoever, whoever his real name is. How he was trying to preserve the one he loved, the one that he cherished the most. It could have been a reflection for Aruto if they didn't bring her back very last minute, because that was dumb. Are you talking about getting her memories back? Yes. Just, I will say that like, was completely unexplained. It was unexplained. It they was were bullshit. very explicit about Izu not having backups, and then the movie just decided, wait, there actually was a backup. But it's just dumb how... Oh, like in the final episode of Zero One. Oh, I built a brand new Izu that I will reteach in such. But I mean, that is very within the realm of possibility for the show. They are robots. It's sort of just, uh, Arta, that's not a smart thing to do. We're getting there, Jerry. <laughs> but, bas but basically, yeah, action was good. Other news, water's wet. That's all about to find out is in, it, like, though? a minute. Uh, <laughs> but basically, it could have been a good thing where Arto understood that 
Izu's gone. Just leave it at that. It could, no. it could have been a lesson about learning to let go. Yes. Learning about letting get, go and stepping towards the future. I get it. But, nope. Gotta get Izu a 0-2 because... Let me just get this out of the way too. Because... I don't like Izu a 0-2. Her in that suit with her hand pose... So fucking awkward. One of the weirdest no, part of all. That's Valkyrie suit actor. I fucking two. hated. I fucking hated seeing like uh, Az or whatever like that showing up, and she's in this weird fucking like goth funeral like outfit, and just the whole time she just has her right arm fucking up in that fucking pose, and I'm like, stop doing that. And then they almost <laughs> upskirt her at one point. I don't like mm. Az. Either. And and there was no resolution with her. She just walks in and goes, "Is Ark back? Fucking maybe." And that's it. She's see, gone. See Rest you, of the movie. See you in the Metro Jinrai movie. So long, losers. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's like, um, where where does it go? Nowhere. That's terrible writing. Because why are you you shouldn't writer's tip never sequel bait unless you are. Comp- Confirmed you're getting a sequel. Maybe it was confirmed. Most likely, because it's fucking Comrade. Of course they're going to jerk it off for freaking as much as V-Cinemas as they are. So. Oh, darn. <laughs> but just, oh. I will say, I, I, okay. wa- I wanted to like this movie. I wanted to. Okay, well, okay. I, this is the thing I wanted to get into quickly, Gar. Because I want I want to hear your opinions on this. The movie was... Shot pretty fucking well. Yes, I'll say, you know, guy who directed it also did the first episode of Zero One, which I consider to be like the best episode of Zero One ever. The Epis- first episode, episode Zero One. Yeah, episode Zero yeah, One. Like you get this, you get this cool like POV shot of like Valkyrie fight a fire or shot riser. Like that was really fucking cool. It's like an FPS, huh? but, but you just can't yeah. have it, like cool fight scenes without uh, engaging story. I think it was engaging. I just think it was overly convoluted. It's over because everything's expl- no everything is explained after I stopped giving a shit. Okay, well I saw no, Car- but- no I stopped caring at fifty minutes, and everything's okay. explained in the last thirty minutes. I mean, yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be like a mystery until they reveal it. Because like yeah, it's common it, writers it, for kids. Because it's it fakes out as like oh they're using these bombs to kill people and it's, everyone who who gets hit is now in hell. But then it, no. it just gets flips on its head. It's it's a digital consciousness space and everyone who got sent there was actually the good people. But Bagar, the fighting. In I like this that movie, twist. W- w- no, but the fighting in this movie wasn't pointless because. These characters that we've known throughout this entire I never, series, I never, they're the, no, they're no, no, the, no, I, I let never. Me finish, s- let me finish. Let me finish. Let me I, finish. Let me finish. They're the defenders of this city and stuff like that, this country. And so when this whole army of fucking Kamen Riders comes in and attack, they're the ones to protect the people, and they're fighting to defend this city from whatever fucking evil this is. So I'm ne- no, not pointless. And I never said the fight scenes were pointless. I'm saying you have to have. You can have good action, but you need to have an engaging story to go along with it. I, I think a good story is them defending the city from an army. It, it's in a, it's it's a scenario, not a story. That's the thing. Yeah, I guess so. But like, like, oh, it's in this building. Why the fuck have we never addressed this one building in the That's entire true. show? That was stupid. That was really stupid. <laughs> Oh, Jin's back, even though 
for some reason again. Oh, let's have a quick comedy scene with three of the with just oh. Oh my god. Oh, okay. we gotta talk about that. I'm gonna say this. No, I'm gonna say this right the fuck now. I'm gonna say this right the fuck now. They did not need to have the guy be butt naked. No. That was so hilariously unnecessary. And then they just bring in Taro and Bingo and the nurse, and the nurse is all, it's okay, relax. Here's a pressure point to help you relax. And Bingo's just all, you know we can't negotiate unless you don't talk. You're facing 10 years. Then Taro just comes in, Hookin' power! I have infinite abs! No, <laughs> and that's like what convinces him. The worst, though, was that, like, the guy's, like, trying to, like, hide his junk, and then when the camera, like, shoots him from behind, he, like, covers his butt yeah, from the camera. Which means he's like, showing them his dick. Yeah, and then you can see, you like, see the vice down. Yo, you can see the vice president's assistant actually, like, looking up and down at his dick, being like, oh, oh my god. Look at his dick. How impressive. It just... The funniest part is the last scene, the last angle of that shot is like a faraway shot, and after, he's like dropped the plate, so he's not holding it anymore, and then the camera's like slowly panning to the side, so like the, it cuts away just before it would have actually shown his dick. Yeah, you can see a smidge of it. You can kind of see like a pixel. But I will um, agree with you, Ichi. Funniest scene in the movie. Punch it. Oh, the yeah, the fight with the jets and full engines and punching cog, and the time gets cut off by him getting fucking plowed by a jet oh, yeah, fighter. No. It's interesting to know that apparently Comrider Jin Burning Falcon can go like fucking Mach three or some bullshit. Gorilla. Anyways. And then, and then his hand, his grip snaps, and he's all, ah, uh. <laughs> that was so good. That's I it. That. <laughs> um, I will say, I liked at first that we see like we see um, uh, Yui and uh, uh, Vulcan like they have like masks on to like you know not get like the, the stuff in the nano machines and i actually like the attention to detail that when they're henching and they're talking you can actually still hear their voices as if they're talking through gas masks oh, so i was like cool. that's neat i didn't notice that but that's cool and then they yeah. and then they get fucking zaya specs that apparently protect them against the gas and i'm like that's a little bullshit but all right and then yeah, that, and then in a throwaway line, freaking guys just like, oh yeah, I, I read, uh, put on your ability to henching. That's like, oh, all right, cool. Um, real quick regarding the action, I actually thought it was kind of at the same time creepy, gross, but also neat that Eden fought with like crystallized blood. That was kind of interesting. Also, when Aruto used like he used the Eden's key to like make his own form. I love that he was attacking Eden so fucking hard that he was, like, breaking his arms. Oh, no, he didn't use the Eden key to make his own form. He just stole Hell Rising Hopper and used it. Oh. And suddenly there were two. Zero. Yeah. Three. Um, okay, well, like, okay, well, like, the Hell Rising Hopper key, whatever. But, like, I liked that when he was, like, beating the shit out of him, like, he, like, was breaking his arms and stuff like that. Yeah, he, like, he was so fucking hard. His arm broke, and then he, like, unbroke it. Yeah, and like I liked that because he was hitting him so hard that that's why his limbs were breaking because he was just like so impactful. But, and he was like, like glowing and shit. 
But yeah, and like I like Decker showing in this gif here. I like that because like uh S is made out of fucking nano machines, he can just like kinda Yeah, like... he gets his arm and ripped off and gets shot clean through and then just respawns. But yeah, I like that Arto likes it like thinks that like Metal Cluster Hopper could actually be a good like uh force against him because it's like, oh it's nano machines versus like my cluster. Yeah. Um I also did like because at first when like he takes like Zero Two's uh like belt and key, I thought at first that he because I didn't notice that Aruto like put on the Zero One driver. I thought Eden just took like Zero Two's like plate off of it, and I was like, I was like, no, 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 that's a separate belt. And then he actually did what was holding the belt, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he takes the Zero Two driver, puts the key in the jacker to activate the the, the countdown. And then just drops the zero two driver on the floor, and then somehow, at some point between then and when Izu shows up, she just has the zero two driver again. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, like we get some touching scenes where like Arto like falls off a building, but like because like you see him like take the force of the impact when he's like getting shot, like hit out of the building, and then he like he's dehensioning like while he's falling, but then like the the satellite like summons the uh, rising hopper like grasshopper to fucking like uh absorb the impact when he hits the car yeah and so then he, that was cool. he just lands in the car and then just at at that point gets uploaded into the the guardia uh, rocco and guardia the digi world yeah and, and, the, and like <laughs> this, the, yeah these like nano machines are also attacking everywhere on the earth of the planet so mm. Like, England, New York City is being, like, attacked by these things. And... Yeah, it's a fucking global terrorist attack. Everyone on Earth who is not part of the fucking ThinkNet cult is just being uploaded into Guardia just so his fiance has some people to talk to. Yeah, because, like, when, when fucking Eden, like, dis uses the, the, the jacker to, like, blow a hole, make an explosion, like, he kills all of his followers, and I was like... Oh my god, I just killed all those people, and then, like, you find yeah, out... Yeah, because the they were actually like, oh. bad... It's because they were actually bad people. The members of ThinkNet were all humans who wanted to destroy the world. He didn't actually yeah. want to destroy the world. Or maybe... Yeah, just... it, was, it's, it was kind of unclear about that, because... I think the idea was that Guardia was going to replace... Or, like, he was going to put everyone who wasn't part of ThinkNet into Guardia so that they would, quote-unquote, survive by living in this digital world along with his fiance and anyone who was part of ThinkNet would just straight up die when the hell rising key destroyed the world. Yeah, and then like they they, they See show See what I mean like about the... it being convoluted? Yeah, and then they show like the human gear with like the fiance's like brain in yeah, it. Yeah, that was creepy. That didn't, that didn't look like a human brain. That was I, stupid. I mean, some suspension of disbelief has to happen. Yeah, um also, like, Jin takes, like, the hit of a jet impact to save Vulcan, and, like, we don't see Jin again until, like, he shows up later, and I was like, oh, okay. And I, I just love that every single time Horby was on screen, he just fucking owned it. Especially that shot where he jumps off the fucking building. Yeah, and then he just transforms into fucking, like, that's what I also liked about this movie was all, like, especially with Horby, you noticed, like, the, the 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 sound rips that they used were just so clear so yeah. fucking nice uh, sounding and i was like fuck yeah but conversely yeah. and like, con conversely to that point all of the abaddon like tension chimes were barely audible 
Yeah, well, I, I think that's because, like, they're supposed to be, like, a thing of, like, locusts or something like that, so it's, like... Like, I know what they were yeah. saying, but you, unless you had the subtitles on, you'd barely notice them. Yeah, and I like that, like, the, the, the chick was, like, two-wielding shot risers, and she's like, ha 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 ha. I like that the person using that was just some fucking chubby single mother. <laughs> one of them was a oh, nerd yeah, in a fucking that. bathroom stall, one of them is some gamer in a basement, and the dude in the cape who becomes Lucifer is some businessman-looking dude. Yeah, oh yeah, we see, like, Valkyrie do some cool, like, bike action, that was pretty neat. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like, Arto, he, like, you know, he he's trying to, like, do all this himself because he feels he needs to, and Guy becomes Thouser again, he does some shit, and it's like, okay, cool. I like, did like whatever. that one scene where Guy, Horobi, Jin, Yua, and Fua all henching together, and I'm like, oh, look, it's a progress Sentai. Yeah, I like in your, like, force rise, shot rise, perfect rise! <laughs> So, but uh, uh, and then yeah, Izu, Izu gets her memories back. She becomes zero two, and it's fucking. And I guess okay. she like reawakens. I don't know what the term they used for when the AI became fully sentient was. But like, I'll, I'll agree with Gar. It's just like it's like don't like you killed her off. Like it makes her death in the show feel like insignificant. Pointless. Yeah, like I get it. She's a robot, and the robots can be rebuilt and stuff. But it's still like you could build rebuild a person. But it's not going to be that same person. But you can't tune a fish. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, like, we, we, in the end, we get this, like, really nice scene where, like, he says, like, oh, I know, your wife, like, she cares about you. She still loves you. She's waiting for you. And he's like, how do you know that? And that that's another like, thing. You ring. That's another thing I had a slight problem with. So she could have said, like, that she was there waiting for him. But she, all she said to him was that she's doing all right. She's okay. And and they interpret apparently just extrapolate that as she's in the Digi church waiting for you. I'm like, that's also, a bit of a logic leap, but whatever. It's not the greatest yeah, sin this movie's committed. But yeah, Lucifer's fucking henching. It was just like a copy of 15s. Like the it was fucking, just a skeleton. It was this giant skeleton with the skulls just going arm on his head. The fucking skeleton just noms his face to do the henchin. It was so hilariously dumb. And then yeah, so because Izu zero two, uh, he goes. Arto goes realizing Hopper, which like, I I I don't care if Toei's like, oh, this is what we're doing for Rainbow Final Forms. We're just gonna make it look like the base suit, okay? But make it different. Yeah, make at least, it like make, at least... make the make the 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 color like kind of more like transparent or something like that. Make the eyes blue. Like... At least Cross Saber had some fucking effort put into it. Exactly, and like it, it is a cool form, but like realizing Hopper is like the laziest fucking rider form I've ever seen. So <laughs> so let's, stupid. Let's talk about Hell Rising Hopper. What a bleak and depressing henshin. Yes, but I I don't care for that form because literally it's just a recolored shining hopper. That's all yeah. it is. It it like the suit is a little buffer, I think, but it is just a red right uh, shining hopper. But the fucking chime that comes out of the key is just so like depressing. Oh well, yeah, just heaven or hell, it doesn't matter. Hell's energy has destroyed the world. <laughs> And, and like, what the fuck is going through his head that he decides, oh, I have to destroy the key? 
Better fucking use it! I might die, but... Bleh. See, you, Decker, I, I, I understand, and yes, you're right, Zero Two is technically the final form, but realizing yeah. Hopper should never have fucking existed in the first place. Agreed. Absolutely pointless. Um, but yeah, so, like, in the end, Eden, like, reunites with his his wife or fiancé who's, like, she's in a wedding dress, and then they get, like, married, and they spend the rest of eternity together, and then they blow up. I was gonna say, I don't think it was quite, I don't think it was quite eternity. I'm pretty sure that building blew up, so they're probably dead. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, Uh, and, And let's talk about what was supposed to happen. If he digitized everyone and then destroyed the real world wouldn't that have destroyed the server building too maybe maybe it was like the building doesn't get blown up <sighs> because like no think about because think about this way if he wants to keep this digital world you have to keep like the power source standing i know that's why i'm wondering what the fuck was supposed to happen in in the way s wanted things to go yeah um, but yeah, so, like, that's it. Everyone has, like, their happy ending. We see fucking Naki, like, kinda, and then, like, uh, freaking Aruto, like, uh, calls for his bike, and then Raiden shows up in a truck with the bike, and it's like, oh, how'd you know I was gonna be here? Oh, fucking Zed told me, like, ten minutes before. Yeah, and then when he, he goes back to fight Eden, and then the, he fucking blows up the building, so I guess the bike is dead. It's, yeah, that's, so, and like, that's why Aruto walks back to the church or wherever the fuck. So, like, I'm happy Naki and, and Raiden were in it, but I wish we could have also seen Ikazuchi and Comrade or Naki. That yeah, nice. well, we'll see them in the Metsubo Jinrai movie. I think that's probably why, because it's like, oh, we're getting a Metsubo Jinrai movie. So. I love that after the fight, Guy was like, well, what if you all come to work for me? And they're all just like, nope! Nope. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, that shot of them doing their he-sots was pretty cool. Like, so, like, again, this movie, like, visually and, like, with cinematography and, like, choreography and stuff like that, awesome. The fight, Super good. The fight scenes were all good. I still think Izu doesn't work as Zero Two, because look how awkward that looks. Yeah, but I will say this was probably the nicest-looking Rider film that I've ever seen. Visually, very stunning. Very powerful. Very very impressive shit like i i i I would never have expected watching this movie that we were gonna get that chase scene with Jin and those jets i never would have expected to see that that was pretty cool so that was pretty cool uh but yeah so i liked it i thought the story was like cool and interesting i liked like this whole concept i just like kind of feel like this whole plot came out of fucking nowhere yeah I just because I feel like I, I feel like if they sprinkled little like hints or like foreshadowing like in the series, they would have made it more like oh yeah, because they they mentioned Eden like building in like, this episode blah 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 like yeah. they should like when they showed like all the different company logos, they should have showed like Eden and then like would have been like oh yeah, you mentioned them. I think what should have happened is when they started explaining more about what happened with Daybreak, they should have shown that company being affected. Yeah, because, like, that's the thing with, like, Ryder. Like, Toei, Toei has shown with Ryder that they always plan this shit, like, way ahead. Yeah. So... But, yeah, I, I love that, like, at the end, Arto's still trying to, to land jokes with Izu, and, and my brain just went, Someday my gag will land. 
Yeah, that was a really funny one where like he's like trying to do a joke uh, with like the fiance and oh, yeah, like, she like only walks away because he's like doing the the the, the punchline too fucking uh, long. Autotoja and you've left. Yeah, so like he's trying to do another Aruto joke at the end, and I literally shut off the movie before I could let him finish. I was just like, I was like, no, I'm not giving you that right to give you that joke. Wow. Yeah. No, I got I got tired of that shit, man. Zero zero one two. That's all it was. It was just him doing punches and going zero one two because there was zero one and zero two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is a really cool movie. I'm really excited for the Metsubo Jinrai film because yes. it'll be nice to kind of get more into those characters that we like barely knew. Yep. Because this is going to give me what I always wanted in Zero One, where I feel like Metsubo Jinrai should have been these four fucking people from the very start. We should have also had Raiden and Naki from the very beginning. Yeah. So, Yeah. All right, so go, go watch go watch this movie. Yeah, if you have an hour to spare. If you have an hour and fucking twenty minutes, god damn it! I can't believe it was that long. All right, well that has been Cast Ranger. Thank you all once again. As always, the primary source for hijinks is castranger.poppy.com, and from there you can find all our shit. You know what it is, but Jikai Rino Sentai Jikai, that thing. Uh, next week we're going to start doing some old uh, Heisei Rider tributes and starting or so next week is going to be episodes 1 and 2 of Kamen Rider Agito Ooh, I get to talk about my boy G3 I'm yeah. excited about that G3 is one of my favorite uh, riders of all time because he's a, he's a cop rider and I fucking love him alright well thank you again well, thank you again everyone for watching listening, liking, favoring, sharing, subscribing and we'll see you next time Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>